This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. And I'm Jeff Bailey, owner of Spring Dance Hot Tubs in Philadelphia. Do you realize this is your 20th episode of the podcast? I did not know that. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, you weren't on every single one, like every 20 and some of them were two parters, but yeah. Okay. Well, so did you have a favorite episode that we've done in the last year? I really liked the guy from Finn. Yeah, Justin Miller was great. And it was kind of fun because he was so, you know, he's in the industry, but he comes from outside the industry and outside the industry from places where we just don't touch, you know, Apple and eBay and NASA. So (laughs) yes, he was very polished and smart and it just a really interesting person to talk to for sure. Yeah, his passion for the why and, and how things get done and why why we go over things and we try to make them better and make them better and make them better until they're perfect. Yeah. He, yeah. he was, he was really unique. Yeah. He was really good. I enjoyed having, I enjoyed having Brian Quint on. I thought that was interesting because it was, it kind of was the cross section of the things that I like where it was, it was kind of newsy, but also about his personal story and journey. And so that was, I thought that was interesting. He's well-spoken and he's, he's just a great guy. Yeah, exactly. And and I will say also, Sean Doyle, the marketing guy, was also really great. You know, again, someone who is just used to talking and teaching. And so he was very polished. And I felt like I learned a lot from talking to him. So he, I thought he was really good, too. Did you have a favorite uh, favorite podcast moment from the last year? No, you know what? You get kind of caught up in conversation. And all of them had some really interesting points. I enjoyed talking to Dan Friedman. And he's also a friend. I would consider him a good friend. So it was, it was, um, I enjoyed that conversation with him. He's very thoughtful. You know, it's interesting. We talked to him about, about reviews, which has been a topic that kind of has come up a lot, um, just in, in passing on the podcast. But um, I've noticed recently that their reviews have kind of been hijacked by someone who's unhappy with them and hasn't even bought a hot tub from them. Like just some random truck driver or someone. And it sounds kind of dramatic. They've, there's reviews have been hijacked by this guy and now they're trying to sort of get it under control. Oh, wow. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that crazy how you can just have one person who has a beef with you that really doesn't have anything to do with your core business and they can, you know, try to take you down in that way. That's terrifying. Well, it's funny that you say that we, we had a, a, a guy who wanted to buy a hot tub from us. And when we found out he was two hours North and there were dealers closer to him, we wouldn't sell him. Yeah. Now I'm looking, going, I'm the hero here. Who wouldn't want to work near a guy that made sure he wasn't selling in your own backyard? I I think we're doing the right thing. He yeah. goes online and blows this up as being idiots that don't know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, these guys know nothing about business or they would have taken my money. So, yeah. So it's very strange. It's sort of getting out of control. In, in a way, the reviews people are taking, it's a little too much power for some people to have. But I think people who read the reviews see that right away. Well, I think that's probably something that will come up again and probably again and again. <laughs> I was thinking of it just this morning. 
Um, I was looking back over the year and trying to think of what was kind of some of the bigger industry news type things. And I think, I mean, definitely the APSP and the NSPF merging was probably, I feel like maybe the big news for the year. Um, And it was great that we got to have Larry on to talk to us about that. That was one of the few in-person interviews I got to do. You had to dial in remotely, but that was great to have him on to talk about that. And I feel like we probably should have the new president of the IHTA or not the IHTA, the um, PHTA, (laughs) Sabina, have her on to talk to her now about how things are looking now that they've merged and found a CEO and Larry's gone and they're, they're moving along. That's awesome. No, he's terrific guy too. Yeah. He was um, very honest, very down to earth and, and realistic. I liked him. Yeah. Was there any other big industry news from this year that I couldn't pull out of my brain? Well, I think uh, it's uh, the emergence of Leslie's wanting to get into hot tub business. I mean, that's, for sure. a, that's news for everybody. You've got a company now that has bought up three different companies that all sell different product. That's, yeah. that's a very yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. So there was, um, you know, Valley Pool and Spa in Pittsburgh was first. And then, you know, obviously we had Brian on to talk about um, them buying Aquaquip up in Seattle. And then, yeah, I guess that would probably be the other big news for the year is Oregon Hot Tub was recently purchased by Leslie's, which yep. is, yeah, which is huge news. And now they're doing that. Uh, they're doing it in their stores, which, you know, remains to be seen how that goes. Um, Bringing hot tubs is- into their stores, you mean? Yes. Yeah. They have the, a existing Leslie's. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when they're with bringing those spas into their stores, will have its own challenges. There's always something to be said for specialty retailers, and that's that's what they've gone out and bought. It's an interesting thing, no doubt, something to watch um, yeah. in the future for sure. So I don't know if this really falls under industry news, but um, have you seen Steve Hammock's daughter on The Voice? Yes, yes. Yes, so that Catherine. is, yes. Yeah, so that was really, that's kind of a cool industry adjacent news, I will say. <laughs> yes, yes, that was actually a big deal. I talked to him a little bit about that and he uh, he said it really came out of left field. It was not something they anticipated. From what I understand, what he was telling me, they approached her based on things they saw on YouTube. So that's how the whole ball got rolling. And then they gave her a slot to come in and do do her singing. And, that's interesting. Uh, and then Blake Shelton fell in love with her. Like he just thought she was the best. I don't watch the show, but my wife would keep me um, keep me up yeah. to date on what was going on. In fact, I think she told me last night that she didn't make it to the finals. So. Oh no! Well, I so I don't watch the show either. But once I realized that she was on there, I you know I pulled it up so I could see what this was what this was all about. So and Steve had a little cameo on there when the night that she was selected, and I, I mean he looked like he was going to throw up. He looked way more nervous than she did. <laughs> My wife did the same thing. She said, "He said I saw him for the first time as a dad. You know, he's mm-hmm. always seen him as the president of the company, and she said for I saw him as a dad, and I just she said I just." I felt so bad for him. You know, he was just had this anxiety on his face. I don't I think just, anybody in the industry has seen him look like that. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine how that would feel as a parent. At the one hand, you're just bursting with pride, and on the other hand, you're terrified because you don't want them to be disappointed. <laughs> so there's a little connection to Philadelphia with this too. So Cat um, was to go to Villanova University starting in September, and because of the way the show came out, it didn't work out. So oh. Um, so she, uh, Steve had to take care of things and, and Kat and make sure that she could be able to step back in this semester. In the interim, 
the local news in Philadelphia is was running stories. All three of the networks were running stories about Villanova's own cat hammock. And to my knowledge, I don't even think she slept at the college yet. And so, <laughs> she's never actually gone to a class at the college. Oh, that's yet. so yeah, funny. Yeah. They all cashed in on it and did little exposés about it, like you of would course. think. Of course, of yeah. course. That's so funny. That's something that uh, Aaron, my husband, that's his biggest beef with local news. Like something will come on and he says, he's like, I don't understand. This has nothing to do with where we live. Why are they trying to make it about where we live? And it's like, that's just what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That is funny. I would agree with that. So that was a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Was there a, a Spa Retailer 10 answer that was really good this year? And we have, we've only done a few of them, but I was trying to think if there was anyone who had any particularly good ones that were worth remembering. I thought it was interesting that both Joe Stone and David Isaacs, they weren't doing what they do now. Both of them would have been teachers, which I thought was interesting. Yes. It's kind of interesting when you see the similarities between people. And so far, you're the only one whose first job was was McDonald's. I know. I can't believe I escaped that. I think maybe David Isaacs worked at a barbecue place. So I think he maybe had not quite fast food, but still some uh, food service experience. <laughs> you're, you're making me that next. Uh, I'm going to have to start taking notes on all of these uh, meetings so I can look, flip back through them and remember. I know. But, yeah. It is hard to remember all the little all the little details for sure. <laughs> you know, I was I, I I can't remember where I where I saw it or where I read it, but it talked about great leaders repeat themselves over and over and over. And and it was talking about to John F. Kennedy, it's not what, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Yes. And he didn't say that in one speech. He said that over and over and over again. And a lot of great leaders have done that over the years. And I think as far as along the lines of being teachers, you're one step ahead of everybody because you're just teaching constantly in this mm-hmm. business. And you're getting new employees and you're having to be repetitious, which is uh, which is important. Was there something in particular that you feel like you you learned from talking to people this year? Oh, yeah. I, I always love to see the different perspectives people have on things. Yeah. and how different and similar all the things are that we do but boy the way you can get ideas from people and when people are willing to share things um it's it's infectious so yeah yeah yeah, i i I feel like everything that we did there was something to pull out of there that was that was that was great yeah i think i and i don't know if this is any from anything it's not from any one episode um, or any one person, but I think I learned a lot this year from talking to people about just what it's like to work with manufacturers. And I think that relationship is different than I had imagined. And so that was just kind of interesting to me. It was what it's like to work with a manufacturer. And I feel like I learned more about their perspective on different markets. And so, I don't know, that was something that I felt like I learned a lot about this year. In what what sense? Give me an example. Well, I think, I mean, like when we talked to David Isaacs and, you know, him looking at like he had Caldera and then he had Hot Spring and then he brought on Bullfrog and just kind of how the manufacturer viewed him as a dealer and how that relationship changed and evolved as his business changed and evolved. I think that's something that I never really thought about before is how the manufacturers are also looking at, it's not like you can have a couple bad years and they're not going to just say, okay, well, that's fine. We don't need you to sell X amount of spas. It's, it's, I don't think I realized kind of I don't think I've really looked at it from their perspective. Like, no, they're looking for dealers who are going to sell hot tubs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And the ones that aren't are are stuck with the same people doing the same things. 
No, it's funny. I mean, it's a race out there to sell more hot tubs. I remember when I first got in this business, the first first year I was in it, the owner had gone out to lunch. He came back and I said, hey, there was this guy stopped in and I showed him this card. And the first thing he said, he goes, you didn't tell him how many spots we sell, did you? And I'm like, I don't think so. And then in my mind, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I did. I, I couldn't remember. <laughs> Later, the guy up the street had the brand that he was in trying to set us up with. Because whatever in our conversation, he took up to that guy. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting business. It's a race. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that I think that I kind of play with everybody at like at the top, you know, where yeah. the manufacturers are kind of, at least to me, are playing nice and and talking nice to each other. And I think I forget yes. that it it can't sometimes it doesn't feel that way, you know, in a particular market. I just I just you know forget like how I don't want to say. I mean, cutthroat is kind of the best word I can think of. I forget how cutthroat it can be for people in their individual markets. So, well, you know, it's funny you you let a person go that works for you and don't think they're going to go start up hot tub retailer magazine because it's not the same as spa retailer. It's hot tub retailer, right? So that you don't think of that, but yet that happens all the time in this industry. Somebody says I can do better than my owner, and the next thing you know, he's opening up a jacuzzi store across the street from your hot spring store. These things all happen and it is kind of dog eat dog there it, or yeah, it's cutthroat. I think in my mind, it's just like, we're just all one big happy hot tub family. Is there anyone in particular or anything in particular you want to talk about in 2020 that we have, we didn't get to this year? Just kind of finding some things that are uh, really, really applicable to everyday running a business, um, not just a hot tub business, but uh, things that people do to make their businesses better across the board. Uh, anything we can do to help to help spa retailers make their business better. I mean, that's yeah. that's what I think. Do you uh, are you a, a New Year's resolution person? Do you set resolutions at the beginning of the year? This is so weird. I, I go to bed probably at eight o'clock on New Year's Eve and I get up at like five in the morning and I go in the office on New Year's Day and I start working on things for the year and just start. Really? Um, yeah, I, just, I, I love that day. I love that time. I love mm -hmm. the, that feeling of the fresh the fresh uh, sheet of paper, the fresh canvas to, to, to get that year going. I love that. And um I'm in a little bit of a different spot now where, where you kind of have to be ahead of that. And I, and I am already ahead of that on what, what next year looks like next. Uh, but being able to share that with other people and get people in the company to have the same vision as you and kind of unveil that as we go into the new year. Yeah. Uh, love it. Yeah. Love okay. that. But no resolutions. Mm, they just kind of happen sometimes, you know? Yeah. I forget what the stats on there, but they're not pretty. The stats. Yeah, on no. Yeah, I'm not a resolution person either. Um, I mean, if I had one resolution for the podcast this year, it would be to find new software to record it that I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've gone through some. We're, sure. Yeah, we're trying a new one today, so maybe this will be be it. <laughs> this is the first podcast in how many podcasts? Thirty eight. You, you and I have done twenty, but there have been there have been thirty nine. This will be the this will be the fortieth podcast total. But yeah, you've been on twenty. You've been on half of them. But even at the thirty ninth, the first time you've been able to see the person, this is the first time I've seen you. Why we're doing a podcast, which sometimes people don't understand how difficult that is to interview somebody when you can't see the person that you're working with. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm used to it because I've you know I 
I do phone interviews all the time. That's just kind of how I roll. But yeah, it's especially when you get a third person in there, it's kind of hard to say, okay, you take the next question. <laughs> Can you think of a, a an a awkward podcast moment from the last year where things didn't quite go as planned? Um, no, but I can remember feeling that way. I just, I, uh, I think I cut a lot of, I think I cut them out. So there might be things that only you and I know, but I feel like quite often, um, we get, we get names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I pronounce people's names wrong pretty much every episode. When we get started, I get their name wrong. Uh, sometimes people will call us by the wrong names. Yeah. The last episode, you asked Jeff a question, even though you're Jeff. <laughs> you're like, hey, Jeff. And because and you did that because it was written that way on your sheet of paper and it was getting towards the end. And you're pretty, I mean, you were getting pretty tired at that point. And so, yes, you asked yourself yeah. a question, which was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I cut that out. <laughs> I, I did get grief this year for using the word schmores instead of s'mores. But having been unfamiliar with oh, really? schmores, I just thought they were schmores. And one of my friends uh, gave me a really hard time about that. I mean, clearly you're not camping with me enough exactly. on my twice yearly camping yeah. trips. Jeff. And I probably won't be anytime soon. <laughs> I'm not a camper. You're not going to find me camping. <laughs> Do you have predictions for the hot tub industry for next year? Boy. This year was kind of a weird year. So I'm, I'm curious what people think next year is going to look like. I think it's going to be more of the same. I think that um, I think we had uh, we were flat this year, um, and I've been told that there's reason to feel like we're going to be flat uh, again, maybe first couple of quarters, and then it starts to pick up. And then I've heard that there could be a good run for a while. I mean, it's it's an election year, and those are always a little schizophrenic. I feel like yeah. you don't really know how that's going to play out. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Oh my goodness, yeah going to be you know all the news uh from now until then that's for sure i think next year's going to be a good year you know i hope it is i mean uh we're getting antsy to open up a couple more stores and um feeling bullish to do that which i haven't felt in a long time but it's really the only way to grow your business is to expand i mean my stores are steady and strong but they're going to do what they're going to do i don't think there's that magic bullet that you can just all of a sudden turn around and get everything cranking yeah i don't see it well, so for next year for Spa Retailer, we've got a couple new things we're working on. Not everything we can talk about yet, but one thing that we have started is a little uh, Spa Retailer job board. So obviously that's something that people complain about a lot is trying to find good help. Interesting. I'm not sure you're necessarily going to find your next salesman from you know SpaRetailer.com, but we now have the option to do that. <laughs> that's, that's actually awesome. We've had retailers who have actually ran ads in our magazine looking for those high-level manager positions, and so you know if they're if you're willing to pay for someone to come across the country, you know, why not? I think it's a great idea. I remember that's where that was the place to look for ads. And I think people still do that. But obviously, if they did it in a digital format, that'd be great, too. But are you going to do it in, in the actual physical magazine, too? Probably not, just because, I mean, since we only come out six times a year, most people don't have jobs or hope they don't have jobs open for, you know, 60 plus sure. days. I think it makes more sense to do it, do it online. We'll probably do some promotion of it in the magazine and obviously on all of our social media channels and all of that. But it's live right now. Sign me up. There's already a couple up there. So I think, you know, Max Spas is looking for an uh, RSM and there's another 
company that's looking for, in Florida, I think, who's looking for a, a technician. So there you go. Well, will we as retailers be able to put an advertisement in there? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we made it really easy. You can go online. And I mean, I think there's it's pretty minimal cost. And and right now, and we had a Black Friday sale, so you can get a free one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. So yeah, we're... It's, yeah, we're we're gonna give it we're gonna give it a try. I mean, it's not something I expect us to make a ton of money off of by any means, but I you know I just hope that it kind of gives people another place where they can look for some qualified help. Yeah, I think it's a great that's a great idea. So when you look back at 2019 for you personally, what are some things that stick out for you? On a personal level, well, once it's related to business, but it was a tough year. We lost a, a very good employee. A very good tech, one of the best. A lot of people knew him, but George Thomas, who was my service manager for 17 years, had passed away rather suddenly from cancer. I mean, he got cancer in October and died in August uh, and was out basically the entire year. So that was, that was tough. And then um, my wife and I finally settled on a, on a home. And we moved into a great town and a great house and we're super excited. So that's really, really been fun. You know, we I can't even believe this might come out of my mouth, but I'm going to be a grandfather next year, which is crazy. Oh, congratulations. That's so exciting. So our daughter who got married in 2017, May of 2017, her and her uh, husband, they they moved from Florida up to Pennsylvania. They live about two hours from us. So they're going to be having a baby in July. Yeah, that's really, that's exciting. Well, congratulations. Thank you. How about yourself? I mean, having a baby definitely is kind of at the top of my thing for 2019. That's not how I expected the year to go, to be, you know, pregnant for half of it. And now, you know, having a, an infant. <laughs> I forgot about how this whole time is when you have a newborn and just how much brain space that they take up. I remember when we had our first daughter, I went to a party and I sat down next to a friend and, you know, she was probably, our daughter was probably, you know, four or five months old. And I remember sitting there and looking at this person across from me and having the thought that I cannot think of anything to say to you that doesn't revolve around my baby. And it just was this weird thing where it's like, they're just, the switch had happened where... I now was that person who only talked about their children <laughs> and it's kind of, and it took a while to get out of that, you know, where that's all your, the only thing that's on your mind. And so I feel like in 2020, at least at the beginning, my goal is not to talk about my baby every single podcast. <laughs> of course, once you have that baby, yeah, it's every day, every day they're there, right? New life. It just takes up so much of your, of your brain and that's kind of all you think about. And so I, I find myself often when I'm talking to people, it's like, okay, don't talk about the baby. Talk about something else. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at right now. But one really cool thing that is happening this weekend is my husband turned 40 this week and this weekend is the army Navy game. And so as a surprise for his 40th birthday, I got him tickets to go to the game, which is really cool because his, his dad passed away this year and his dad was in the Navy. Aaron was a Marine. And so he was a little bit more touched by it than I expected. And so I'm really excited for him to get to go do that this weekend. So that's going to be, I think a big highlight. That's here in Philly. I know. Yeah. He's going to be in, he's going to be in your next neck of the woods. Yeah. All right. So onward and upward. This is our last episode of, of 2019. Probably take a little break to record some episodes in January and probably be back in February. I remember this time last year, it was really hard to get things recorded with all of the travel and everything. So that's my prediction is that there will be new episodes in February. <laughs> cool. All righty. Well, you take care. All right. Bye-bye.
Bye, Jeff. podcast is produced by Spa Retailer Magazine. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SpaRetailer.com, and the Spa Retailer app. Please leave us a review and let us know what you think or email us at podcast at SpaRetailer.com. Thank you.